This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> I want to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of The Real World. And while this week I'd had plans on having my buddy in and having a discussion, um, given the events of what occurred last January 26th, I thought that instead of doing sort of a memorial, I would talk about the way that Kobe Bryant sneakers have personally impacted my life. I know, right? It's a sneakerhead episode. And while I won't bore you with, oh, but the Kobe 5s are better than the Kobe 6s, or the Kobe 9 is the best sneaker of all time, I really won't do that. What I will do is kind of talk about stories of how through these sneakers, I was able to accumulate friendships, create stories for the pod, um... And just the way that, you know, frankly, they have impacted me. And one of the reasons why, I guess, in support of somebody who, if I keep it a buck, I wasn't even the biggest Kobe fan because I'm a Jordan guy. Um, I was grabbing every pair of this shoe that I could find. Uh, So let's think about this. Um, I moved to L.A. in 2007. The first pair of Kobe's that I had was the Kobe 5. I believe those dropped either late 07 or early 08. By the time this happened, um, I had been away from the game of basketball for years. Uh, When I picked it up uh, first summer in L.A., I was playing around, workout wonder guy, kept hitting him with the step back. I went to the well one too many times. Homie tried to defend me a little bit too strong. Ended up crashing into me. My foot lands on his. Fractured ankle. Out for two months in a walking boot. Um, Definitely was probably the start of all of my left ankle troubles. But just rock with me. So when I finally recover from that. And I start really trying to play for real. And to get into much better shape. I decided to buy the Kobe fives. Um, I think that the Lakers were in the finals. It was something about the low top that really appealed to me. And so I decided to cop them. They were black, white, and yellow. Um, at the time, like all of the Nike shorts were Kobe shorts. Uh, so I'm wearing Kobe shorts, random t-shirt. I want to say I was still rocking my university of Maryland, black Terps tee. fear the turtle. And I had on these Kobe Kobe's. Now, being in L.A., everyone rocked Kobe's at the gym. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't unseen. It was the most popular sneaker. It was just who had a different colorway. So I ended up, uh, as most guys do that play ball, I started running with the same group of guys. Um, I met a kid named Rob. We call him Ro, affectionately. Ro is from Detroit. I have no idea why something had happened one day and me and Rose started getting cool. I'm like, yo, um, my girl is having a birthday party. I copped this table down in Santa Monica at this spot. You should come through. Rose comes through. Me and Rose kick it heavy. 
I remember my girl was busy dancing on the dance floor. We are the only people drinking the bottles that I bought. So uh, everybody had a fun time. I remember being really, really drunk. And on my girlfriend's birthday, she had to drive me home instead of me driving her home. Fun story. Now, let's fast forward that a little bit. For some reason, I picked up another pair of sneakers. Those same Kobe 5s that I started out with, um, something that happened with Rose. So I'm like, yo, I got these Kobe 5s that I only wear just to hoop in, so they've never done anything but touch the hardwood floor. Him wearing a size 11, and like, yo, like, you welcome to have these. He's like, word? Yeah. And that's one of the things that probably cemented our relationship and friendship for, you know, frankly, the next 13 years. Um, anytime I go to L.A., like me and Ro hang out, we still kick it, we speak. Um, that's my guy. And I can say that, you know, a sneaker is part of the foundation of our like our relationship. Who would have thought that the exchange of goods is something that you could frankly say is why we are where we are. Let's fast forward that to the Kobe 6. Now the Kobe 6, that was my sneaker. Um, I had two pairs of those. And what always stands out to me about those, I bought the first pair myself. Uh, I remember getting a pair on sale and I happened to be home, um, not in LA, but I got a pair on sale for like maybe like 80 bucks. Still own them to this day. They are like black, gray, purple, and white. Dope sneaker, just a hoop in, right? Well, given the time period, um, I decided to move away from L.A. And through that time, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. When I helped her move from the apartment we had together into her own, I left my Nike basketball, my Kobe Bryant sneakers, a pair of shorts, and I think something else did. So we had been broken up now for probably maybe eight or nine months, and I happen to be in LA for work. I hit her up like, yo, what's going on? How are you? Now, ulterior motive Darrell was, I'm gonna need to go get my Kobe's. So we worked out a situation. She wanted me to put something together for her. Um, I put said object together. Yeah, I wasted a day on pseudo vacation helping my ex-girlfriend out. But like, I really went home with my sneakers. Like, I grabbed the box. The sneakers were in it. They were still fresh. Even at the time before I brought them back with me, I might have worn these sneakers to hoop in like maybe twice. So for me, it was like really important to grab something that was mine, even if it was like frankly trash that that's what I was thinking about. A fucking sneaker. Like go figure. The Kobe 7s come out. Now, even though me and my ex are on the outs, she buys me a pair of Kobe 7s for Christmas. Really nice of her. They came in black and yellow. I still own them to this day. Um, fast forward, now I'm dating a new woman. She gives me a gift card to get a custom pair of Kobe 7s for which I still have to this day. That was my first pair of Nike ID shoes. The process is sort of trash, but they've improved it a lot. So you get the sneakers in three weeks. So it's really cool. Again, now you're seeing sneakers are connecting me through different stories and different people. 
The Kobe 8 is the first sneaker that I ever purchased and I knew that I had a problem. For $150, I hated them from the moment that I stepped into them. Never really wore them. I tried them on court maybe once or twice. I know people stand for these. I never really rock with them. But I say that to say, that was the first time where I thought that I was being excessive. Where, okay, I'm sitting on a pair of sneakers that are $150. I have no intention of wearing them. I gave them to my little cousin who... I believe it's at the time he was in high school. I don't know what he did with them, but he now had a fresh pair of Kobe's to wear. And that's when I started having or building a different relationship with him where it was just like, hey, you can have anything that I have. There's no limit. Like, I won't say that, you know, you can't have the Yeezys or have whatever. Anything I got, Brendan already knows the deal. Yo, he can come and grab it. Or if it's something that he wants and he needs help with it, he can call me for that, too. But again, it allowed me to solidify a relationship with somebody through like sneakers. As you can see, as weird as it sounds, sneakers are connecting us. And it's so weird to me that it's Kobe's that are connecting me with other people. Now, we fast forward to the Kobe 8s. Those, I think, are probably my favorite Kobe's of all time. That is the sneaker when I think about Kobe's. It's great. I don't have a great story for how it connected me with another person, unfortunately, and that's okay. But I got a few pairs of those in the closet, too. Last but not least, I would say is the Kobe 9. This is when I knew that I had an entire fucking problem and that maybe I should not buy sneakers. The Kobe 9 prime, not prime knit, uh, fly knit at the time had a list price of $200. Prior to this, I think the most expensive sneaker or basketball shoe I'd ever bought was maybe like the the foam posits or the bronze. I think those were like between 150 and 180 at the time. These had a list price of $200. For $200, there's absolutely no other way that I was supposed to be playing basketball in these sneakers. And guess what? Because I had a whole bunch of other Kobe's and at the time I was pretty exclusive to that. The purple ones, which they call Moonwalker because they have moons on the bottom and a representation of Michael Jackson, I never wore them once to play ball. That's probably the first time that I started really collecting sneakers as a thing. So I bought them in the black and whites, the Oreo colorway, and I bought, like I said, the Moonwalkers. It's $400 that's still sitting in my closet. After Kobe's passing, I remember looking specifically at the Moonwalker because it was a big deal. That shoe was selling for well over $1,000 if you had it in new condition. Now, I'd worn mine and I don't want to sell it, but that's, you know, shows you that this is a real thing right now. So last, um, there was a sneaker that was released after Kobe stopped playing. It was super limited. Everyone that has ever tried to get a pair of sneakers from the sneakers app knows that it's trash. Um... They don't really sell sneakers at Nike Town anymore the way that they used to. Like when we grew up, every pair of sneakers that I had that were Kobe's, I walked into the store and I bought them. Never had a problem. Really easy pickup. These sneakers were, again, really, really expensive. They were called the Kobe NXT 360. So story on how I got these sneakers is ill. My homie Darren, who's been on the pod a billion times, happened to be in New York one day. 
And when he was in New York, I'm like, yo, the Kobe's came out today. You mind running past the Nike Town store to go and like see if they got these? Darren tells me like, yo, this is cool. I got you. I'm over in Midtown. Homie walked to Soho for me. This is how you know your friends are a rider. Now, he says he didn't have anything else to do and he just wanted to get out and walk. But he walked from Midtown to Soho, went to the Nike Town store. I got the last pair of 11s of this sneaker. If you look at the, the price of that sneaker now on StockX, it's also worth it. Now, I've only played basketball in the shoe and it's never touched outside. For me, that was always important. Like I'm, I'm on my President Obama tip. You have your sneakers in one hand, you wear like slides or something that can touch the dirt and concrete on your feet. It's cool. But as you're listening, through stories, I'm able to connect some of the most important people in my life directly to Kobe Bryant and some sneakers. I didn't know how much of a fan that I became of his until, like, frankly, he was no longer the great player that he used to be. Like, this is somebody that I truly admired who was in my age group that felt really connected. And so while everyone else will try to certainly remember him on this day and think about kind of like what happened last year and where you were, and I've certainly done some of that. I will end this episode by saying I want to remember the things and the reason that we're all connected. One of those things for me was Kobe Bryant. The conversations that I had with friends, the people that I met through playing basketball, the love of the game that we had. Hell, the love of sneakers that the women of my life decided that they wanted to invest into that too. Last, fortunately, I had the uh, financial means to actually pay for some of this stuff. So I've been really fortunate that Kobe Bean Bryant has been a part of my life in some form or fashion. And that has allowed me to have the friendships and connections that I've had. I can think of literally like times when the Kobe Grinches came out and it was a big deal in December. Me and a buddy of mine that lives in L.A. now, we literally were up early in the morning trying to work this system to do it. We just wanted a pair for retail. I wanted to play ball in them because I love that shoe. He wanted a pair because he played ball in my shoes when he came into DC and I had a pair in the trunk. This is how I say certain things connect. Whatever that thing is, hold on to it. So while this isn't my typical episode, there's no comedy, there's no overarching thing. Love your hold on to your loved ones. Nothing is promised. None of us can be, I mean, all of us, frankly, can be here today and gone tomorrow. So uh, thank you for listening. I hope everybody stays safe. The pandemic's still real. I end every episode saying the same thing. Ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. My name is Darrell of the Rel World, and we hope to see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us. Peace. <laughs>